In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto the ages of all ages, amen. This is one of my favorite Sunday Gospels all year long. Um, And there's many very, very beautiful um, different messages um, that Jesus is saying to us um, and the church is revealing to us uh, in this Gospel. But if if we look at the last words of the Gospel, we'll find that... Jesus says to them, he says to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. We find that through this experience of what happens in this gospel, of what happens in this, in this very short period of time, the identity of this small group of fishermen is completely changed. Most people who um, you know, are done with school and so on identify themselves by what they do. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm an HR professional, I'm this, I'm that. Most of the time we say, I'm, I am such and such. And whether that is correct or incorrect, or whether there is, are more correct or more accurate ways to identify ourselves and so on, is, an, is a question for another day. But the message, the message that God wants to share with us today, with you and with me today, is very simple. God wants to give you and me a new identity. These people entered into the boat as fishermen, and they left as fishers of men. They entered the boat as people who their job was to catch fish and to kill them, and to to sell them for a profit, to make a profit for themselves. They left that boat being fishers of men and women who catch men and women alive to make them more alive. And in the process of so doing, they themselves die. Right? If we look at all of the apostles, all of them, every single one of them was martyred or was exiled or something of the like. I'm just going to turn the fans up a little bit because of the incense smoke just for just briefly. Sorry if it makes the church a little bit cooler. Do you, do you see the, the stark contrast? I think sometimes, I wonder sometimes if God has like a literary sense of humor, you know? I wonder sometimes because they went in, you know, as fishermen who catch fish to kill them, to sell them so they could make a profit for themselves. They left the boat as fishers of men, almost, it sounds like almost the same thing, but categorically the opposite. They catch men and women alive to give them life and that abundantly. And in so doing, they themselves die as apostles. That's what God is calling you and is calling me to today. And if we ask ourselves, you say, okay, when I get it, like God is calling me to be a fisher of men and women. He's calling me to give my life for, for this great catch. This great catch, which is so great that not even one boat, but two boats had to be sent to, to retrieve it. How? 
Well, it's, it's very simple. St. Paul gave us a lot of hints towards it. And then St. James like just hit it right out of the ballpark for us. St. Paul in his epistle, second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 5. The verse five, first verse, he says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves bondservants for Jesus' sake. He's saying we don't preach ourselves, but we preach, but we preach Christ. That's the very first step. The very first step is that Christ is that we, we don't we don't go out there looking for our own glory. We're looking for the glory of Christ. And if you read a little further in 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 the epistle reading that we read, it's very obvious why. He says because we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And describing himself, he says that that the excellence of the power of God may not be of us, for we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. He's saying that if we, if we accept to walk in the path of this ministry, if we accept this calling, if we accept this new identity, our weakness will be revealed to ourselves more and more every day. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. This, this might be the single comment that causes you all, of up, all to get up and leave. I have much less confidence in my ability to be a priest now than I did when I started. Every day I encounter my failures. Every day I encounter how little strength I, John, on my own have to help anybody. And how easily, how easily I cause people to stumble. And how easily I cause people, I myself cause people maybe to walk away from God. So you're going to say, well, how do you how do you get out of bed in the morning? How do you how do you accept how do you accept to do this if you if 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 you feel that way? You know what it is? It's because I see the hand of God working in the midst of all of this weakness. In the midst of all of this weakness, I see his hand. And so the product is twofold. One, like the psalm was saying, the psalm of the gospel today was all praising God. Two, it keeps me really humble. It keeps my feet on the ground. It keeps me from, from ever once thinking that the fruit that is produced, that the fish that are caught, that the souls that, that turn to, to Christ and love Him with all their hearts, that that had anything to do with me. I was just simply the vehicle. You know, if you go and buy, I don't know, a jar of Nutella from the grocery store, right? How many of us, how many of us like sit and cherish the jar? Like I know at least a few people in the audience here like Nutella as much as I do. And the rest of you, I'm guessing you do as well, right? You, you, you love what's in it. But the jar is just a, it's just a jar. And when it's empty, what are you planning to do with it? You know, is it going to make it right up there like on your trophy case? No, it's a jar. It's going to go into the recycling, right? 
I am a jar, an undescript, plastic, nothing special, no good reason to hang on to this. There's no absolutely once emptied, once emptied of the contents, there is no good reason why anyone in their sane mind would retain this jar. They would throw it out because it's just a good old boring nothing special jar. My uh, uh, wife had some cousins visiting us recently and they got us some gifts from where they're from. They're from North Carolina, so they got us some fancy artisan gifts and there was like this artisan honey in this really nice glass jar. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the standard old everyday peanut butter jar that like, it's just a piece of plastic. That's me. That's me. Every now and again, I get, I get but be befuddled into thinking that the I am the contents. No, I'm not the contents. But I have been given, I have been taken from being an everyday old boring plastic jar to being filled with the Spirit of God and asked to go and deliver this Spirit of God. What is the Nutella jar, the peanut butter jar, the whatever? It's, it's a delivery mechanism. It's a way of getting the product from the, the, its origin, its source, to the people who are supposed to receive it. That's us. That's me. An earthen vessel that God has changed. He changed it from... He changed its identity. He changed my identity from being... Whatever, however it is that you identify yourself to being a fisher of men. And look at, the, look at the vast change in status, in glory of what it is you are to do. In one, they kill fish. In one, they bring men to life, men and women to life and give them that life abundantly. In one, they fulfill their own pleasures. And that's, what's, that's the second point that we get from the St. James Epistle. In one, they fulfill their own pleasures. In the other, they seek the pleasure of the one who commissioned them. Very different. The fisherman catches fish to sell them, to make a profit for himself. The fisher of men struggles and labors and eventually dies tortured, martyred, exiled for the pleasure of him who commissioned him. Very different. And St. James is telling us, St. James is telling us, where do fights and wars come from, from among us? They come from our self-seeking desires. And he says, where does envy and self-seeking, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. For where do fights and wars come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasures that war in your members? He's telling us, look, he's telling us what we know. It's obvious. I fight over things that I desire. And then when I start fighting and I start 
I start struggling and I start this and I start that, I become full of myself. I become full of envy. I become full of self-seeking. Then all of a sudden, I've lost my compass. Then all of a sudden, I've lost my compass. Then I'm confused. There are many things in, and, and times in life where I found myself confused. And I can tell you that every single one of them had something to do with me, had something to do with my desires, had something to do with my self-seeking, and had very little to do with God. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, St. Paul tells us, For God has not given us a, a spirit of fear and confusion, but a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Confusion almost always has something demonic woven into it. Almost always has something demonic woven into it. When you feel, I'm not, I'm not talking about when you go car shopping and you've narrowed it down to three cars that would probably be good for you and this and that. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about when you're, and you're trying to decide between, between which, which, which one. I'm, trying to, I'm talking about when you look at a question in life, you look at a problem and every time you look at it, you feel like your head starts spinning. Every time you look at it, you feel like your head starts start spinning. You don't even know where to start. And if you stare at it for long enough, you worry that it'll give you like a panic attack or will give you, will gi will give you a nervous breakdown. That, that kind of confusion is almost always has something demonic in it. Has something with self-seeking and envious in it. Notice that envy, envy is the cause of the fall. You'll hear in, 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 in three minutes from now, you'll hear in the, in, in the prayer, of prayer of reconciliation that it was out of envy and deceit that the enemy approached Eve and approached Adam and caused them to fall. God is calling you and He's calling me to an identity change. The last thing that I want to share with you, the first thing was earthen vessels. The second thing was that there has to be a shift from seeking my own desires to seeking the pleasure of Him who sent me. This shift, this change of mind leads us to our third point. What is it? What is it that caused Jesus to say to Peter, do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. The, the verse says, and Jesus said to Simon, why did He say to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. What is it that, that, that Peter did just a second before? Like, Jesus is answering him. So what's Jesus answering? Jesus is answering St. Peter when he sees the enormous amount of fish that are being caught, says, depart from me, from I am a sinful man, O Lord. In fact, one of the fathers says that this is the first absolution in the Gospels. St. Peter confesses, gets down on his knees and confesses, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And Jesus absolves him. Jesus says the absolution, do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. You'll notice that all of Jesus' statements to sinners were twofold like that. To the woman caught in the act of adultery, he says, Sir, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. There's always a statement of there's always a statement of acceptance and restoration followed by a commission, followed by a go and do. 
Go and sin no more, he says to the woman caught in the act of adultery and to St. Peter, he, Simon Peter at that time, do not be afraid from now on you will catch men. But all of this came from that change of mind. That's the fulcrum around all of which all of this stands. So the first thing is for me to realize I'm just an earthen vessel that carries something so precious and so needed in this world. I carry the Spirit of God that has the answer, that has the light, that is the breath of fresh air for every person in this world. God is calling you and is calling me to accept that new identity. And that new identity comes from a shift in our mind, a shift in our thinking, away from doing my own pleasures, away from seeking what pleases me, to seeking what, the, what would please Him who commissioned me, Him who sent me. And all of this rests on a change of mind, a change of heart, a repentance, throwing ourselves at the feet of Jesus and telling Him, I also am a sinful man, O Lord, and hearing from Him His words of restoration and His great commission for each one of us. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. I have sinned. Forgive me, my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. Please pray for me.